Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Welcome to episode nine of Cocktails and Capital. Today we are going to talk about six, yes, six, six strategies on how to increase your revenue, especially when you're selling online. As you know, I love my e-commerce sellers on this podcast and my um, manufacturers and my small business uh, product-based businesses. So we're going to focus on um, those yet again. We're not leaving service-based businesses out though. We are um, going to have some tips for increasing your revenue if you're a service-based business. And really these are all inclusive uh, for everybody. So we're going to kind of talk about what you want to look out for if your revenue is on the decline, um, what kind of key performance indicators you want to be on the lookout for, but also if your revenue is on the incline, um, you can still have these tips in your in the back of your mind if you want to maybe increase your pricing a little bit uh, these are really good tips to have on hand and things to watch out for in the future here at tatum accounting we did have a new employee start this week and i just want to talk about how much lighter I feel. I don't know if any of you are small business owners who are possibly thinking about hiring an employee or have kind of doubted making the move into hiring, but take the leap, do it. Just take the leap because it is really freeing up so much of my time to work on the other passion projects that have been neglected for probably the last like six months because I have been so focused on doing the technical work of the business, meaning like the client work, um, and just not being able to work on the business as much as I would like to, and not being able to focus on the podcast, not being able to do reels on Instagram or interact with anybody, um, on Instagram as much as I would like to. And so I am really, really excited to have her on board. Um, her name is Nicole and she has 20 years of bookkeeping accounting experience. Um, and I think she's going to be a really great asset to the Tatum accounting team. Um, and I'm really excited for her to be around and for you guys to get to know her if you do work with us. And I am just super, super thrilled that she's here. But anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to get into the six strategies that I have for you guys for ways that you can grow your revenue if you are on a declining path with your revenue. Um, some of these can apply if you are already on an incline path with revenue, um, but a lot of these are like revenue savers, I'll kind of call them, and are more of your 
kind of your clutch um, if we're coming into say the the dead zone of money management and our cash flow is looking a little bit negative uh, the, these are the strategies that we kind of want to employ uh, when we're starting to feel a little bit pinched by cash so let's start with some of the signs that you might see in your books or um, in your financials that you may need to increase your revenue um, we're all kind of feeling the squeeze right now a little bit with the economy and the recession, but those are not the kind of signs that we're, that we're talking about when we're going to look at our revenue for our small businesses. The signs that we're talking about and the things that we want to take a look at come from our financials and come from our set of accounting books. So it's really, really important um, that we have a good set of books that are being kept either by you through DIY records or from an accountant or a trusted bookkeeper. So the main thing that is going to main indicator that is going to show you that your books are being squeezed or that your revenue may need to be increased a little bit is your cash flow. And for a really good in-depth um, overview of your cash flow, we're going to want to go back to episode five from season one, which is going to go super in-depth into this, going to go into your cash flow report um, and how to read that and analyze it and get the most use out of it. Um, but generally when our cash flow is trending negatively on a month to month basis, it means that we have more expenditure than we have revenue coming in. And that is definitely a sign that we want to find ways to increase our revenue and get more cash coming in um, than cash going out. And there are three different um, categories on your cash flow statement, as you might know from episode five, you're operating, investing, and financing. And if we are already squeezed for cash, the investing and financing may not be the ways that we want to necessarily increase our cash flow. Um, we may not want to bring in additional debt or creditors, but we do want to increase that revenue from our sales and our operating income, our, our bread and butter of our business. We want to get that going and get that money coming back in. And so that's what we want to focus on. That's where we want uh, to really put in our energy and our effort. So cash flow is the big, big number one um, report <laughs> and indicator that you want to look at when we're trying to kind of navigate the signs of do I need to increase my revenue or not. Um, and then the other two signs that I want to talk about are two key performance indicators or KPIs and key performance indicators are some things that accountants will look at a lot if you're working with an accountant on a regular basis. Um, and it's a service that we offer if you're working with us on a monthly basis. So key performance indicators are pretty much trend um, indicators. And what we'll do is we'll take a look at your books on a monthly basis and we'll make sure that you're pretty much in line with where you should be based on your industry or your target growth rate. And that's really easy for you to do at home as well. If you know where you want to be or where you should be in line with your industry that you're in. So the two that are really important for revenue tracking is going to be your revenue growth rate and your revenue concentration. So your revenue growth rate is just going to track your revenue over a period of time, typically month to month. So you take one month's revenue and another month's revenue, 
typically back to back, um, and you divide the two of them over the prior month's revenue and you get a percentage increase or decrease in revenue. Um, and that's a pretty solid indicator uh, of a trend over time to see if you are either quickly increasing in revenue or quickly or slowly decreasing in revenue. And so that is one that we wanna keep an eye on on a month to month basis. You can get pretty routine about doing this um, and it can become kind of a habit to do it on a weekly basis um, and try to track your sales weekly, especially if you're doing a lot of sales. But I would recommend if you're more of a smaller business and you're just starting out or even if you're a bigger business that you just do it on a monthly basis because that can be such a, a leading indicator um, and you don't want to be so wrapped up in tracking your sales like that that you're not focusing on the other key performance indicators that you have as they relate to your business because revenue is not the only growth indicator that we have. There's so many other KPIs that we could track um, that measure just how well your business is doing and how well your cash flow is doing. Uh, that revenue is not the sole source of that information. So do keep in mind that while revenue is a great indicator of profitability, um, it is not the sole source. So the second KPI is going to be that revenue concentration, uh, which is similar to revenue growth, but it's going to factor in exactly where your revenue is coming from. So we're going to take into account um, if it's coming in from a specific customer line, specific target market, or a specific product. Um, and then it's going to break that down over all of your total revenue. So for example, for me, what I do with my revenue concentration is I take my monthly bookkeeping services and I break that over my total revenue for the month. So you could say it's $2,000 for monthly bookkeeping over $10,000 a month in revenue. That's 20% of my revenue. It's a very simple equation, but that gives me an, a, a good idea of what my revenue concentration on monthly bookkeeping versus tax prep versus consulting versus whatever else I'm doing that month would be. And those are your leading indicators for your signs that you might need to increase your revenue or just keep a better eye on your revenue. And then so with those indicators, how do you know that you're looking at a revenue problem? When you're looking at a revenue problem, especially with your cash flow statement, you might see a net profit margin issue. With your net profit, if it's trending negative for a consistent couple of months, or your net profit margin is in a very low percentage bracket, you will need to start looking at increasing your revenue and looking into these strategies that we're about to go over um, because we do want to get those numbers increased. We want to get your percentages increased. The other great tip that I actually saw on YouTube um, about six months or so ago, and I really thought it was a really great idea, it's from a channel called The Budget Mom. Um, so it's more of a personal budgeting channel, but I think it really applies pretty well to businesses, especially smaller businesses who might be experiencing cash flow issues, is the red light, green light test. And essentially what you do is you take um, all of your income and you 
subtract all of your expenses just like net profit and if you are in a green light situation you have more income than expenses you have a positive profit then your green lights you're good to go you can continue to figure out where you can maybe spend some more money or even maybe not spend some more money but maybe continue to look at where those fixed expenses are those variable expenses might be if you need to refer back to our prior episode i'll link that one in the show notes for you um, where we go over those expenses but if you are in a red light situation where your expenses are trending over your income then we need to do a hard stop look at where our expenses are taking up the majority of our income and figure out why we're spending more money than we're taking in in revenue Um, because at that point something is happening where we're spending more than we're taking in and we're not able to cover our costs. And at that point, other things are being affected, like our current ratio. We may not be able to cover our debts as quickly um, as we need to be if somebody calls all of our debt at one time. Um, And then we're very, very hard-pressed to suddenly increase our revenue, not for the reason that we want to make more money, but for the reason that we need to cover our debts very quickly. And so that red light, green light test, if you look at your net profit and you think of it more in terms of, oh no, I just didn't make enough money this month. And you think of it more in terms of red light. I need to look at my expenses and maybe look at my income and think about why I'm not making enough money to cover all of my expenses for this month. Think of it as a trend over months look and see if maybe it was just an off month, look and see if this is a red light situation and we need to take a look at our budget and just take a look and see of where we need to analyze our numbers and see what your books are trying to tell you. So the bread and butter of this episode is the actual six strategies of increasing your revenue. So let's get started on those. Um, So strategy number one is how we're going to analyze and cut certain costs. And those costs are going to be those fixed variable and discretionary costs. And if you need a refresher course on how those different types of costs affect your business finances, what those different types of costs are, um, and the definitions of those, go back to episode seven. Um, of cocktails and capital where I go more in depth on those and how um, they affect your business. And so with this strategy, it goes hand in hand with that red light, green light test that we just talked about. And if your business is really in that red light situation, um, what you want to do is kind of analyze where you are with these costs um, and what you can cut back on. Um, And This is less about growing your revenue and more about cutting back costs and seeing where you can um, either cut back on your cost of goods sold to increase your profit margin on specific products or increase your overall profit by decreasing expenses as a whole. So that's strategy number one, analyze and cut certain costs. Strategy number two is going to be to increase your number of customers. Now, this sounds easy. Um, You're probably like, Sarah, this is 
a silly strategy. Why are you even talking about this? Obviously, I could increase the number of customers that I have. Um, I market. I'm on Insta. Like, I'm doing this every day. But think about it more in terms of your target market. Could you add in a new market by adding in a second section of products? So this is going to be more of a revenue increasing uh, strategy. When we talk about um, adding in new product lines. So if you are a candle manufacturer, could you add in a soap line? Um, could you add in a body butter line? Could you add in bath products? Could you add in more like self-care products and attract a target audience who may not necessarily be into candles or home fragrances, but could be more into the self-care um, sector of life and really could be intrigued by your fragrances and by your specific brand and your vibe, but may just not be into fragrancing their home um, because they're possibly weary about for how fragrance oils affect their pets when they're open in the air like that, but they do want to take care of their bodies and, uh, you know, be more um, involved with self-care. So that is kind of what I mean when you're increasing the number of customers available to you is we want to look at maybe expanding into other product lines and other target markets. You could also look at expanding geographically. So if you're focused more on a specific section of your state with, if you are going to things like farmers markets and you're heavily marketed toward your local farmers markets, you could look at increasing your sales and your customer base by going onto an online storefront. So if you currently focus on farmer's markets, you could add on an Etsy shop or a square storefront. Um, and that will also increase the number of customers available to you and therefore increase your sales and your revenue. So that is strategy number two, increasing the number of customers available to you. Strategy number three puts us into focusing on increasing the average transaction size. And the easiest way to do that is to start offering things like bundles to your customers, where when you have things like an online storefront, you can very easily make it more attractive for people to start adding extra things into their carts. And typically these are items that come at a lower price point that match up with an item at a higher price point. For example, if you're selling something like dog bandanas or dog collars, um, what you could do is you could offer those dog bandanas or dog collars for sale. And then additionally on the side, offer dog tags, branded like laser engraved dog name tags. Um, or I have seen people offer the same matching fabric in scrunchies, or like wristbands, um, or in a leash or something similar. So that way people are bundling and they are increasing the amount of things that they are buying. So that way they can match their dog with their hair tie. They can match with a headband they can match, uh, the bandana that their dog is wearing and the collar their dog is wearing. So that way people are continuing to throw things into their cart or throw things into their shopping bag. If they're at a market, um, and you are increasing the average transaction size that someone is having, and you have the ability to increase the rate of return on a repeat client because people will 
more frequently return as a client if they have the ability to bundle over if you just offer products as single purchase items. Strategy number four, we are going to increase the frequency of transactions. And the way, the best way to do this is to get people to come back, offer um, really great marketing, um, things such as promoting yourself more on Instagram, increasing your sales that you might be having. Um, and by sales, I don't mean your revenue. I mean, having more sales, maybe a 20% off sale or a BOGO sale. Uh, you could also increase your marketing techniques when you're leading up to bigger events, such as Black Friday or back to school. Uh, you're increasing the frequency of your transactions by building loyalty with your customers. Um, and especially when you're doing sales with new customers and you're trying to increase your customer base or you're trying to reach to a new customer base, a loyalty program is a great way to do that, which brings me into strategy number five, which is adding new payment options or adding additional options to your base, such as subscriptions or loyalty programs. So when we talk about payment options, I'm talking about things like Afterpay or Affirm. Um, with Afterpay and Affirm, you really have to look at your financials and see if it's something that you can support. And if you're having the large enough transaction volume to warrant bringing on something like Afterpay or Affirm, with Afterpay and Affirm, people really tend to gravitate towards vendors who offer those kinds of services. And it really, really allows them to make larger purchases. So people will tend to spend more money if they feel like they can break it up over a period of time without interest. And I'll be completely honest with you, I am one of those people. I will spend much more money if I feel like I can get away without interest for a few months or a few weeks. And then I will just pay it off over time. Layaway is the best way. So payment options are a really great way to also increase your transaction size. The other two options in strategy six is to offer additional options like subscriptions. So you could offer a subscription box, kind of like a um, FabFitFun box if you're familiar. Um, and so if you're a a cold brew coffee maker, you could offer a monthly cold brew subscription box. If you are a, uh, you know, maker of body scrubs, you could offer a quarterly body scrub, um, subscription box where people get, you know, like a, a new quarterly scent and maybe two revolving scents, but that is quarterly subscription revenue that you have that is consistent. Um, and that's something that you can count on. And so that is consistent revenue growth and people will continue to sign up for your subscriptions. Um, and subscriptions tend to stay pretty consistent. And then the last thing is loyalty programs. When, when you think about loyalty programs, you thought probably think about like a punch card for the gas station coffee, but loyalty programs can be so, so many things. Loyalty programs can be digital. Um, they can be a punch card. People can come in and get something punched whenever they come in and, and buy something from you. But loyalty programs can be for discounts. They can be for free products. They can be for referrals um, that could be made. They can be for additional service add-ons, um, wherein once people hit a certain target, 
they can just get a, a small mini add-on when they purchase something once they finally hit their target. So you can formulate your loyalty program in so many different ways. It can be once they've reached five um, targets, once they've reached 10 targets, once they've hit two, it can be so dependent on what your price point is, what you're looking to achieve with your customers, and you can get feedback from your customers in order to build your loyalty program. And that's typically the best way to build your program is to get feedback and get your clients and your customer base involved. And once you do that, you'll have so many people interested in getting started with your loyalty program that you'll get more revenue at the beginning of your program because people want to start earning points and getting uh, rewards that you'll start to see an uptake in sales from your loyalty program right away. So those are going to be the six strategies for your revenue growth. And if you guys have any questions on any of those strategies, please feel free to reach out anytime. I'm more than happy to answer any questions on those strategies. Um, but we're going to go over a couple of potential follow-up questions that you guys might have right away. Um, and two of them will be probably the ones that are right at the top of your mind um, when it comes to revenue growth. So A, what if your clients can't afford higher prices if you're going to go ahead and increase your prices? And what if you lose clients from increasing your prices? So honestly, higher prices, especially in this economy right now, are just a fact of the matter. Inflation is what it is, and a lot of people are increasing their rates. And so we have to be prepared to have that conversation with our customers. And the best way to do that, to have that conversation is to, one, be confident in your messaging. Look at your financials. Have a backup. Know why you're increasing your prices. Don't just increase your prices because you think that you need to increase your prices, Increase your prices because you know that you have to. You've looked at your books. You have a great understanding of your financial situation as far as your business. You've talked with your accountant. You've talked with your small business advisor or your bookkeeper. And you guys have a formulated plan for increasing your revenue. You've looked at your expenses, talked about red light, green light. You know your situation. And you know that in order for you to continue on your small business path and your journey to success, you have to increase your prices. So when you go to alert your customer base or to alert your current clients, you know that this is what you have to do and you can be confident in that message. And for that message, you have to be proactive about it. You can't come after the fact. Um, you have to be proactive and let people know ahead of time about the increases. No one wants to know after the fact, right? Um, so give people a heads up about the increase, let them know it's coming, uh, be transparent with your customers. And if you can, if you have the ability, be transparent about a potential increase in rates and that transparency and that open and, and open-ended honesty is what's going to allow you to build trust with your clients and continue to build that trusting relationship and keep you guys on same path. And also in that same transparency, you'll be able to remind your customers of why you have value. What is your value proposition? Why, why is this raise in pricing 
necessary to not only you, but all for you to be able to retain the value that you provide, to retain the level of service, level of quality and product that you provide. What makes your product so specifically you and so specifically valuable that people come and buy from you or purchase services from you? And that's the important part of that conversation. Why is the price increase necessary in order to maintain the level of quality in service or product? Um, and that could mean, you know, reminding people about the value that you provide or um, adding a service or in adding that loyalty program. It's either sweeten the pot or remind them why the pot is sweet. And then the final point that I want to make in this episode uh, and, and that I really need to impress on you is to let your financial data aid you in making this decision. I do not want you to make a price increase decision lightly because there's so much data in your financials that really could aid you with this decision. And what I mean by that is, do we raise our prices overall or do we raise it by just a couple of products or on just a couple of services? Do you raise your prices incrementally uh, a percentage one month, a percentage the next month, a percentage the third month, or do you raise 3% this year, 3% next year? Um, or do you just go straight across the board and then don't do any price increases for a couple of years? Where do your books say that you stand? How are you adding up financially for you to be secure personally? Uh, you really have to take a look at your books for your business and talk to somebody who can help you understand what's going on with your business books and how it's going to affect you for at least the next six months going into tax time, but also indefinitely into the future. So please, please, please don't take this decision lightly. If it's something that you're um, thinking about doing, reach out to somebody who can help you and I really, really hope that if you're thinking about increasing your revenue, that you take these strategies to heart and give this episode some deep thought. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to us on Instagram at Tatum Accounting or send us an email. And I hope you have a really great day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week. Same time, same place.